40 degrees at 745, and that music means it's time for our weekly wine chat with Jack Farrell. Good morning, Jack. Good to visit with you. Indeed. Today I thought I would answer some questions. I get hundreds and hundreds of questions uh, throughout the year, and about three or four times a year we take a little time and answer them, and I thought we'd do that this morning. But before we do that, you know, yesterday was National Malbec Day. Malbec is a, a varietal been around for hundreds of years, but recently has become much more popular because it's the principal red grape type of Argentina. And people say, what do you think about Malbec? Well, I think a lot of Malbec. It, first and foremost, it is the only wine that, in my opinion, goes perfectly with barbecue sauce. That hot sweetness in a barbecue sauce seems to be parried just beautifully with the Malbec. And my two favorites, Malbec, is a Gary Bay, which is around 12 bucks a bottle, and then a Fleche Los Andes, the fruit of the Andes. Uh, it's about... $16 a bottle, and boy, I'll tell you, if you want Malbec, either one of those, a Gary Bay or Fleche Los Angeles Andes, would be wonderful wines to get for it, and have a barbecue with that Malbec, the marriage is made in heaven, and so we've saluted Malbec Day. Now let's answer some questions. I love Mark uh, Prosecco, writes a, a listener. What do I think of it? Well, what do you care what I think of it? If you like it, go ahead and drink it. You've got to drink the wines you love and love the wines you drink. If you want to try something different and you like that particular wine, try another Prosecco or a couple of them side by each. You may find one you like better. And in the world of wines, there's so many wonderful wines to choose from. Just to stick with one wine uh, is okay as a regular. If that's your favorite, that's your favorite. But as I say, the only Latin I ever remember from my school days was de gustibus non desputanemes. In matters of taste, there can be no dispute. So if you like wine, go right ahead and drink it. If you want to put ice in your wine, go right ahead and do that. The only one you have to please is yourself. Now, another listener writes, what about cooking with wine? What kind of wine should I get? Well, whatever you do, don't buy cooking wine. It isn't good enough to drink. It isn't good enough to cook with. And you see cooking wine in the grocery store. They give you a little bitty bottle, eight or nine ounces, and it's 5 or $6. And you can buy a 5 or $6 bottle of regular wine and cook with it. My friend Julia Child always kept a bottle of French Boisse dry vermouth in her kitchen. And the reason was, when a dish called to be deglazed or something like that, you didn't have to rush around and open a bottle, because vermouth keeps a while. You know, vermouth is really, it's wine, but it's been fortified with herbs and spices and things like that. And will stay open for a while, won't go bad. It lasts, its shelf life is a lot longer after it's open than table wine. So a good white vermouth for uh, cooking is wonderful. And then, of course, that's a wonderful way to use up the extra wine you have left over from something. Use it and makes, you know, just rubbing red wine on top of a steak will make it a little bit better. A little, You know, wine is a natural tenderizer, so it's very good with meat. Uh, so when you're uh, cooking with wine, it's a good idea to use the wines you have on hand. And that's another question that comes to wine. Mind. I bought some wine recently. We didn't drink it all. How long will it last on the counter? Well, the natural enemy of wine is uh, 
if you can put eliminate the two of those, so in other words, put it in a dark place for the light, and eliminate the air. So in other words, they sell things like marbles on a string where you can drop them in the bottle and fill the bottle up. Uh, the idea is you don't want a lot of air in that empty bottle. Or use a smaller bottle or container put the wine into. And I have found that most wines will last, oh, 24 to 36 hours without real heavy deleterious effects to it. So it it isn't that essential. The ones that really go over the hill fast are older wines, and usually when you're saving a wine, it isn't an older wine. So you use them for cooking, uh, fill them up with air and wine, cap them up, and keep that stored leftover in a dark place, even in the refrigerator is fine. What about home storage? Now, that's another question I get all the time. I live in an apartment. Where can I store wine? Put it in the center of the apartment in a closet on the floor. Whatever you do, if you've got wine stored on top of your refrigerator in the kitchen in a cute wine rack, get rid of that. That's the hottest place in the kitchen and the worst place uh, to store wine. So store the wine in a dark central part of the house that's cooler. If you're lucky enough to live in a place that has a cellar or if you have a locker in a cellar in an apartment building, store your wine down there. That's the best place, in my opinion. What about glasses? Uh, well, what's the best glass? That's that's a hard question to answer. Make sure it's a big glass. Uh, a glass should have a minimum of a 12-ounce bowl. And the bowl is, of course, the top part of the glass. And the reason for that is when you're evaluating wine, uh, aroma and bouquet are a big part of that. So you have to get your nose in the bottle, or in the glass, I'm sorry, and swirl it around a little bit to appreciate that wine. And you can't do that if you have a smaller uh, than a 12-ounce bowl. Some people recommend a 15, 20-ounce bowl. I don't quite do that because they're too hard to run through the dishwasher for the most part. I like about a 12-ounce bowl because it's easy to run through the dishwasher. It is good enough to give you the aroma and bouquet you want. And, you know, when you fill a glass, one of those 12-ounce glass, you never fill it more than three or four ounces. So you still have plenty of room to put your nose in and enjoy the aroma and bouquets. I have a white rug, and my son spilled a bottle of red wine on it. What should I do? Can I save the rug? Well, of course you can. Use Wine Away. Wine Away is one of the greatest uh, stain removers for red wine I have ever encountered in my life. It's a citrus-based remover. It smells like lemons or limes, and you squirt it right on. And I have tell you, I've seen that Wine Away work miracles. I remember once... On a Christmas Eve, I had a camel blazer on, and somebody bumped into me, and the front of it was totally, the whole glass of wine went on the front of my camel blazer. And I didn't have time to go home and get another coat, and I didn't know what to do. And I happened to have in the car about a squirt bottle of that wine away. I squirted it on, drove to the function I had to go to. By the time I was got, got there, the red wine stain had completely evaporated. Uh what about oaked wines? Well, you see non-oak Chardonnay. Oak, oaking wines is in, in the usually in the case of red wine, and more important, white wine. Uh, they age them in oak barrels. It adds to the complexity of the wine. And you can buy wines that are unoaked. Uh, usually, oaked is 
a desirable thing, but some people don't like that. So when you look, you can see on the bottle it says unoaked or oaked, and all that is is how long it's been in contact with barrels. So hundreds of thousands of wines are made every year that have absolutely no contact with wines at all. Another listener writes, I get a headache from American wines, but I don't from European wines. What's the difference? Your imagination. The wines are exactly the same. They're made one bit differently in Europe than the ones you had here in your kitchen. The difference is perception. They don't keep special wines for wineries to drink at home. Oh, they might, but it's usually not the really good stuff. The good stuff is for selling, not for drinking. They'll tell you that at most wineries. So uh, if you had a wonderful wine in Paris, you were on the Champs-Élysées, you were having an omelet as only the French could make it, you were with somebody you loved or thought you loved at the moment, and you drank a glass of red wine, and it was just wonderful, and you had that same glass at home in the fluorescent light of your kitchen with your significant other in a bad mood, and all of a sudden it gave you a headache. Well, I rest my case. It was the ambiance, etc. But uh, frankly, the wines are exactly the same, so it isn't a question of European wines having something different than domestic wines. They're made exactly the same way, whether they're going to export them or sell them uh, locally. Uh, another question I get all the time, and this is kind of a heartbreaker. I have a bottle of very old wine that was belonged to my father, belonged to my uncle or grandmother or something. What's it worth? Well, it's worthless and it's priceless. That's up to you. Most single bottles of wine, no one is going to buy from virtually anybody. Uh, those auction houses that buy these wines, etc., want to buy them by the case, and they want them from sellers of people that are known collectors, and the wine's been handled properly, etc. <clears throat> they don't want a single bottle of wine, no matter how well you've kept it or think you've kept it, etc. So it's hard to sell, so therefore worthless. But it's priceless. It was your father's favorite wine, or he had bought the wine to celebrate an anniversary, or your mother had the wine uh, for a special occasion, uh, the birth of her first child or the birth of the first grandchild. So it's priceless. Drink it up and drink in that wonderful memory about those wines. That's, that's the best part, in my opinion, about having an older bottle of wine, is you get to drink up the memories of that wine. Now, another question I get all the time is on uh, temperature of wine. Should the wine be chilled? Should the wine be room temperature? Bear in mind, room temperature at the time people were really talking about wines a lot isn't 75 degrees like we or 74 degrees like we keep our house. Room temperature was more like 60. So red wines are really best when they have uh, are just slightly chilled. If you keep it in a cold cellar and you take it up to the table to drink it, it should be just about perfect. Uh, or uh, if, say, it's been outside and the bottle's kind of warm, pop it in the refrigerator for about 10 minutes. And that's just with red wine. Uh, I'm not speaking heresy here. You don't want to have a red wine that is too warm. It, it's not good. And you don't want to have a white wine that's too cold. 
And when you're chilling white wine in an ice bucket, bear in mind you have to put some water in that ice. So many restaurants will give you a, a bottle of wine set on top of ice. It would take forever to chill that bottle of wine just from that little bit of ice on the bottom. If the bucket has water in it and you can plunge the entire bottle into the water uh, up to the neck, that wine will chill up pretty quickly in that ice water, usually probably no more than 12 minutes. You can get that white wine to a perfect drinking temperature uh, just doing that simple procedure. Uh, Lastly, Uh, Jack. Yes. Hello. Oh, just we're very tight on time. I know old folks can find a great bottle of wine today. What's the difference between Sauvignon Blanc and Sancerre? Sancerre is a Sauvignon Blanc with a college education. It's the most complex Sauvignon Blanc there is. And I can tell you where you can get all these wonderful wines and uh, wine questions answered, and that's at Haskell's. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine, and during this current crisis, you can call in advance, and don't forget, we do deliver. There's a Haskell's near you where we can save big dollars on wine. Bloomington, Excelsior, Fairbowl, right off of 35. Our super seller up in Maple Grove is not to be believed. In downtown Minneapolis, Minnetonka at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. If you can't come into Haskell's, go to our website, Haskells.com, and they can take care of you. Bear in mind, during these tough times, as I said, we do deliver. Well, Jack, have an outstanding day. Always. Thank you, and you too.